It was the Brewers taking on at the cell. I know they don't call it the cell anymore. Taking on the White right Sox now. at the cell. Oh, I, I'll still. Roger, and you I'll were still, watching it too. I'll still well, drop good morning, Comiskey Park. Like, yeah. I, I call it the cell. I don't know why. It's was, well, that's what yeah. it used to be. Guaranteed yeah. rate stadium now, whatever. Guaranteed rate field. Field, sorry, whatever. Yeah. To but, me, it's the cell. So or the Kaminsky. TV broadcast, like you were mentioning with Euchre and Lane Grindle, uh, they were also mentioning their studio with a view because uh, yeah. they were in the studio looking at Miller Park because <laughs> they were doing it from the TV booth. Um it was how RJ. I know you were watching last night, and unfortunately Nelson could not because of the fight that Dish has with Fox Sports Wisconsin. They still haven't figured that nonsense out. Come on, Dish. So Nelly Nelly's transmission was silenced essentially from him watching. But RJ, you were checking it out last night. Oh yeah, I was watching it last night, and we were giving Nelson some updates in our little DM group that we had going on. I noticed you didn't respond, like saying "f you guys" or "leave me alone." Or he responded <laughs> once, and it was about Keston Hira after Keston Hira hit the home run. Oh, I thought that was you. Uh, no, Nelson eventually did. Oh. What did what did you say, Nelly? I did. No, I did respond. Okay, Mate, did I, did you not respond to me? Oh, you said. Did you kick me out of the group? RJ said doing something Nelson can't. There was a picture of uh, the broadcast. <laughs> And then you said, RJ said, not going to lie, I like the blue tops in action. By the way, yeah, the blue tops did look pretty pretty nice on the Brewers last night. And then all of a sudden, uh, I mentioned, because like, Yelly went up there and Yelly had a, a struck out looking. That was tough. And RJ said, still working out the kinks. And then, boom, Kess Daddy, a double and a triple away from the cycle on two pitches tonight. <laughs> I said legend. And then Nelly just said, it ain't easy. That was the only, I think that was the only oh. drop in we had from Nelson last night. Okay. It ain't easy. I guess I missed that one. Now what was that? Was that in uh, in reference to hitting the cycle, Nelly, or is that what was that in reference to? Keston here just yeah. being the man, yeah, or be- you just being right? It was kind of a combination. <laughs> I, I took it, it all as, three. I took it as like a negative, like Keston Hira, it's not going to be easy for him to hit the cycle. Oh, no. Th- definitely that was not what I was implying. Oh, it was, okay. It was implying like when you said, yeah, the guy can hit, it ain't easy. And Got, then kind of okay, like gotcha. what RJ said, two, too. Two pitches. Two home runs. Or, yeah, not one home or, run. What, a, the single, a, a and, a single home run. and a home run on two pitches. But then um, when we were talking, then Manny Pena came up to bat, and Pineapple cranked one. It wasn't a bomb, but it was a, <laughs> was a double. And yeah. then they scored a run off of it. But then Jed Jericho. Oh, my gosh. Ed Cedar was in already <laughs> midseason form of send, send sending him. runners home from third. And, and Jericho is 31 years old, and you Ooh. definitely can tell that. Yeah, that's a, that's and a I guy said, who never send home ever I said again. it's that over 30-year-old speed. I'm going to say it was under 30-year-old speed, though, for uh, Jericho, too, because he's always a little chunkier. Yeah, he was <laughs> a little chunkier, and now he's 31, so he's over 30. And a guy who is also over 30, the speed, you lose the speed. RJ, I don't know. You're a little older than me. Have you lost your speed? I was never fast. <laughs> so, yes, Jericho, comes, Jericho gets sent home by Ed Cedar, which Jericho should have been just chilling at third base, but it's an exhibition game, and he was out by a friggin' a, a country mile. Yeah, you're out. The guy catcher swipes the tag like five feet yeah. up the line. And we're like, oh god, Cedar, what are you doing? What are you doing? But it was an exhibition game. It was cool to see Manny Pineapple doing it. But RJ, we had the hits last night. You had home runs, four of them. Keston Hira. Christian Yelich going Apo Taco, and then you got Ben Gamble. How cool was that to see Ben Gamble get a home run and tear the outfielder's glove off to get it over the fence? That was a that was a really cool play. It was, it was fun to watch. Like it's like one of those things you watch or you you've like seen like in grainy film from like a minor league game, 
I don't think I've ever seen that in a, in a major league game. <laughs> and it's probably happened a couple of times, but I just don't. I've never, it. I've never seen it like that. That was really cool yeah. to see. And then at the end, Orlando Arcia getting a home run as well. But I mean, I don't want to crap on Jed Jericho and his base running. That was Ed Cedar should have held him at third, oh. but whatever. It was after that though. Once the Brewers were playing defense, hot corner, third base. Did you see that play that Jericho had flashing the glove? Mm-hmm. That was yeah. sick. I mean, Jericho flashing the defense. It was a one hopper. Jericho like dives on the hot corner to get the ball. Just nails it perfectly off the bounce. Gets up, rifles it the first. Yeah, that was badass. I mean, in in watching last night, uh, I liked what I saw out of the pitchers for the most part. Dude, Adrian Hauser was balling. I liked. Um, defensively what you saw and yeah the the hits were, were it was coming. there it was there i mean it it looks like a well-rounded it team. really does it really does what so i was routing? i was washing up last night and i had the radio on mm-hmm. and i heard the orlando arcia home run so then i obviously went to twitter once i went back to my room <laughs> and so what have we said about arcia he'll get hot yeah, for like two weeks, mm-hmm. and then, and then cool go off. cool. He'll go cold for like two months. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's kind of like this rotation. Yeah, that he does, and you just hope that the guy is so good in the field mm-hmm. and has such a strong arm. You just wish that he could be like a two fifty hitter. That'd be nice. And you saw him <laughs> kind of put it together the second half of that two thousand seventeen season, yep. where I think he finished batting like two seventy seven. He hit teens for home runs and mm-hmm. had like fifty some RBIs. Well, I went back and watched that. Orlando Arcia home run just to see what it looked like. Just to see what it does. And and he looked Chris like the leg kick wasn't as big. It wasn't as high. He got his foot down and he was able to transfer his weight <laughs> to the ball. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like <laughs> I know. when you see him striking out and looking terrible and flailing at these pitches, he's got a high leg kick. Mm-hmm. He never gets his foot down with the right timing and, and his weight is all off balance. Like that looked good. If he could do that, he could be that same guy that he was in 2017 yeah. when he had those good numbers. It's when he gets off balance and he looks real well, bad. Well, they're talking about his performance in summer camp or spring training 2.0. He's, they said Orlando Arcia has proved in every facet that he belongs a starting position on that team. Like He's just been killing it in summer camp. Not as much as Ben Gamble. Ben Gamble's got to be like the MVP of summer camp. Yeah. But Orlando Arcia also has been... Doing very well for himself. They made they made that point many times in the broadcast last but night. But he also hasn't had the competition behind him, so he's been allowed to play every day. Yeah, it's just a little loose and a little easier, maybe. Yeah. No one's breathing on your neck a little um, bit. Yeah, but but he's been doing well for himself. But that's that's the biggest thing with him. He'll have that type of approach at the plate mm-hmm. where he looks good for those two weeks, yeah. and you think he's turned the corner, and then he goes back to the same old bad habits. Right. And, and you've basically been seeing that in him since – when he came up, what, 15, 16? Yeah, it's just the model of inconsistency at the Consistently plate. Consistently inconsistent. And that's the only thing holding him back. Yeah, I mean, he is should be a perennial gold glover year in, year out. And he'll be 26 Yeah, this season. So, I mean, this God, is... God, he's only twenty. going to be 26? And how much club control does he have? Uh, Doesn't it feel like he's older? Have? I don't know that's because he's been there for yeah, so forever. long. Because yeah, he got there. up there when he was really young. Yeah. He's been there for four years. So last night, we'll talk starting pitching coming up here because Adrian Hauser was. He dealing. still has two years after the season of club control. Yeah, so, I mean, but, I mean, you think you got to think of that. This year and next year are going to be his 
big years where if he doesn't start showing it, he's probably never going to. Mm-hmm. Well, he's he's been getting it done, man. This summer camp, we'll see if he can do it consistently once the season starts, you know. But, my God, we'll talk um, some starting pitching coming up here. Recapping the Brewers' <laughs> 5-3 victory over the White Sox last night. Rodon got... Boo! <laughs> yeah. Let's get a clap going. Oh, wait, hang on. Oh. We're going to do a slow clap. I got a question for Let's you go guys. Brewers! Let's go, Brewers! Let's go, Brewers! How did... Uh, how did... Nelson, why didn't you do the slow clap? I didn't watch the game. You listened to it. But you, how, how you did didn't, lose your, you didn't lose your hands, did you? What? How did Yasmani Grandal look? Hang on, real quick. You didn't lose your hands, did you? Grandal looked like he did <laughs> with the Brewers. You know, very, very disciplined at the plate. Uh, was his first hit bat a walk? Uh, Yasmani Grandal. I'm trying to remember now. Um, Yasmani Grandal, he had was... one at bat and he had one run. And you no, know, he had, yeah, he had to walk too. Yeah. So I think, yeah, he got walked and then uh, came around to score. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's still very disciplined at the plate. It looked like he did with the Brewers, you know. Um, I really thought the Brewers were going to be able to keep him. I, yeah. Hey, especially Manny, with that option hey. where he was still going to be a top, top five paid catcher. But yeah, yes, Monty Grandal didn't have a hit. He did get walked, but you know who had two hits and an RBI? Manny Pena. Manny. Pineapple. Take that, Yasmani Grandal. We got the true, we got the real catcher. And they had Jacob Nottingham playing first. Manny Pineapple. Yeah. <laughs> Manny Pineapple. Dude, I mean, if the Brewers. Like four guys played first yesterday. Hey, they're just trying stuff out. I know. You know? It's just. They're trying stuff out. Yeah. That's all. That's all. If the Brewers could get the Manny Pena of 2017, well, he's already, that'd be huge. Hey, the doubles machine. Starting hot right now. Manny Pineapple. Because everyone knows he's an extremely good defensive catcher. The guy's got a cannon on him. Yeah. He's extremely accurate throwing it down to second base. It's just his, the, the hitting. It's it's like the Orlando Arcia thing. Extremely <laughs> extremely good on defense. You just want him to hit. And in, in 2007, or yeah, 2017, he hit. I like me some Manny Pineapple, Manny mm-hmm. Pena. It's just, yeah, the hitting's inconsistent, but he's he's a damn good catcher, though. Uh, all right, so speaking of hitting, someone who was almost unhittable last night, Adrian Hauser for the Brewers, four and two-thirds innings of work. The big righty, he just gave up one run on two hits and struck out five, including reigning MLB batting champ Tim Anderson, who got it. He got him the whiff not once, yeah. but twice. Yeah, it, it, was, it was pretty nice to see there. Uh, well, both pitchers last night were kind of racking up the strikeouts. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, who knows? Maybe it'll be the year of the pitcher again. Uh, yeah, Rodon had seven Ks. Yeah, mostly because some of these guys haven't had the opportunity to get those swings in that they normally do by this time yeah. of the year. Adrian Hauser, four and two-thirds, two hits, one run, giving up five Ks. Rondon, though, gave up five hits, three runs. He struck out seven, though. Yeah. Gave up two dingers, though. Yeah. But Rondon, seven strikeouts. It was just it was just awesome to see baseball on TV uh, of the Brewers not playing the Brewers, yeah. of them playing someone else. Well, and those were streamed, so it was nice to see it on actual TV. Actual TV, yeah. And Hauser looked pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. Just yeah. because Hauser was, Hauser was one of those guys in that uh, Astros deal where they sent Fires and uh, Gomez to Houston. He was in the Hater, Domingo Santana, uh, Phillips, yep. and then obviously Hater. And all those prospects were really good prospects. 
like how they got that trade still boggles my mind. <laughs> to be completely honest, and Stearns they got a, we trust. Yeah, they maybe get, Stearns knew he was had a Stearns deal coming to well, be with the Brewers. There. It was like, yeah, dude, it's gonna be great. Send Stearns him over knows. There. Stearns knows. I, I mean, like Adrian Hauser was a big time pitching prospect, and he was in Double A. And then once he got uh, traded in that <laughs> in that trade to Milwaukee, he just couldn't stay healthy. It was like an mm-hmm. arm injury after an arm injury, and yep. then you saw, uh, I think it was. In 2018, he started to get kind of healthy, and they started using him out of the bullpen. And then 19, they were using him out of the bullpen, mixed him in as, as a starter, which he originally was yeah. in the minor leagues. But he hadn't gotten the arm strength completely back to be a starter. And the guy, I mean, his line looks pretty good. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. He looked good last night. We just saw the replay on TV. The yelly home run. The yelly home run. The oppo taco. One last get question up, for you guys. Up, get out of here, God. Can Abel look nasty still? Because from all reports, he's looked real good in yeah, spring. Yeah, he, he did look good last night. Knable, he went just, uh, he had one strikeout in, he faced two batters. He had one strikeout. Yeah, he's yeah, he good. I mean, if, if that's your line, yeah. that's that's pretty good. No yeah. hits. <laughs> PJ Fleck, dude. One word to describe PJ Fleck. Nelson, go, quick. One word. PJ Nauseating. Fleck. Nauseating. RJ, one word, go. <laughs> Sound effects. Mine would be... Turd. Huh? Or clown. Turd clown? Is that one That's word? That's two words. Okay. Just put a dash in there. Yeah. PJ Fleck there is go. a... <laughs> Jackhammer. <laughs> Merciless. Jackhammer. Insatiable. <laughs> uh, he's none of those, actually. PJ Fleck is an idiot. Minnesota, yesterday, RJ showed me this tweet. I thought it was from The Onion. I thought it was from The Onion Sports. It was. He showed it to me like, no way, that's real. And you thought it was a joke too, didn't you? Yeah, at first. No, Nelly, then, did you think it was a joke? I didn't know anything about it until you guys yeah, said and that. And then the person but, who tweeted it out works for the Pioneer Press, and I was like, oh, oh, that's real. But if you're making a ring like that, it had to be a joke. So, yeah, the ring is for, it's the Outback Bowl rings. But on the Outback Bowl ring, they broke it down, and they... Yesterday, this reporter released it, and I was like, no way. And now Minnesota, their Minnesota football account on Twitter has now shown, they have four pictures. It's a graph of the ring, and they break down why everything's on there. On there is the Outback Bowl trophy. All right, they won the Outback Bowl. Okay, there's there's a ring on your, I don't want to say it's a meaningless bowl game, but it's, what would you describe the Outback Bowl as? A respectable bowl? It's respectable. I would say an Iowa type season. An Iowa type season. What would you do? How would you describe the Outback Bowl? That's the third bowl for Big Ten. Okay, the third bowl for. Or I mean, you could technically call it, call it the fourth bowl if you're looking to make the college football playoff because you got college football playoff, Rose Bowl, uh, Cap One, Citrus. It's gone back to the Citrus. I was going to say Cap One. That's why I paused. Citrus Bowl, then Outback Bowl. All right, well, so that's on there. I, I guess I would say it's a respectable bowl game, but it's not. You're not. It's Iowa-esque. Yeah, Iowa-esque. It's where like they plan now. on playing. So they have the Outback Bowl trophy on there. Then they have the Governor's Victory Bell trophy. That was for their win over Penn State, which is a good win for Minnesota. Yeah. Okay, that's on there. Then they have the first time hosting college game day in program history on their ring. The logo for college game day. You know um, how I know when you haven't made it? Because you have that on there? Yeah. 
Okay, th- that's not even the most egregious one. I mean, the Home Depot logo is on there. Like, did Home Depot like foot the bill for these rings or I some, don't know. Of, some of the bill? I mean, they sponsor College Game Day, but I'm not sure then why you include Home that's Depot. That's the logo on there. They were also Especially when Target's in your hometown. Not that they're the same yeah. kind of retailer, but eh. If there luck. was anyone that'd be able to foot the bill, it'd be Home Depot. They they stayed open all. Yeah, they've been crushing pandemic. it. I've been all there. Right. I've been there a lot. So is my wife. <laughs> uh, Nuno's Nelson says, "I would say I'd rather go eat at an Outback than go to the Outback Bowl." Yeah, Outback Bowl is pretty fun. I would say Nuno's Nelson. After you eat there, check your cholesterol real quick. Salt City. All right. So first time hosting college. <laughs> I've been there too. First time hosting college game day in program history. That's on their ring, and the fourth thing on the front of their ring. This is the one that blows my mind that we were laughing at yesterday and couldn't believe it. The Big Ten West Division Co-Champs Trophy is on their ring. Again, P.J. Flex doubled down saying that they're co-champs of the Big Ten West. After getting absolutely shellacked. Yeah. The Badgers came to their house and pummeled them. On paper, you are co-champs. Not a tiebreaker. You lost the tiebreaker. I don't understand how you also get a trophy. Apparently, the Big Ten gave them a trophy. Minnesota was never in the it, Big Ten championship game against Ohio State. There was not a split squad of Wisconsin and Minnesota taking on the Buckeyes. It's probably because P.J. Fleck just kept calling the Big Ten offices and was like, when do we get our trophy? When do we get the Wisconsin got their trophy? When do we get ours? You brought the trophy to Minnesota. Yeah, to give to the champ. You, you lost. Okay, I got a question for you guys. What? When NFL training camps open up here in less than a week, yes, will Kamal Martin be wearing his Outback ring? Oh, absolutely. If Ooh. he does, I would cut him on well, the Packers. <laughs> it's the Packers. The Packers. Was he a fifth round draft pick? Fifth round draft pick, linebacker out of Minnesota. Will he be wearing his Out Bowl ring when he rolls into camp? God, uh, if he does, don't if even. He, if he wears it, I cut him on sight. Ugh. If he wants to be made fun of by everybody in that locker room, yes, you absolutely walk in with that thing. On. So it says the Big Ten West Division Co-Champs Trophy is on their ring. Yep. I saw the Barry Alvarez parody Twitter account, Scary Alvarez, tweet mm-hmm. out. It was uh, along the lines of when PJ Fleck was best man, he made himself his own wedding ring. <laughs> I think I saw Nelson that's, like that tweet. That's, that's a good I did point. like that tweet. Yeah, that's a funny one. Uh, on the back of the ring, it's the team mantra of having a never give up attitude. Okay, Roll by the, the way, boat. that Roll is the not the team mantra. It's that, not the university's mantra. That's PJ Flex that's mantra. PJ's Flex trademarked mantra. Th- that yes, takes it is. with him. He takes it with him at every it's university in his he goes contract to. That they cannot use it after he leaves. It then, has to be stricken down and taken down from everything he puts up because he puts it on. Everything. Then under the row the boat mantra is the school slogan. See you. There you go. That's but it's school. underneath and smaller text, yeah. smaller font of the row the boat. It's all about PJ Fleck. It ain't about the Gophers. It ain't about the school. So on one side of the ring, <laughs> again they double down. It says Big Ten West Division Co Champs. Then they have their eleven and two record on there, which was their you know their twenty nineteen season record. Then they have. It says restore, and then it's... How do you spell... How are they spelling restore, It's R-E-S-T-O-A-R. And it's in two different fonts. It is, but hey, God, they they describe it because they break down each individual thing on here. They say restoring the elite winning tradition of Minnesota gopher football. But break down how they've spelled restore. Okay, restore is spelled R-E-S-T. Stop. And then the O... It says rest. Yep. And then there's the O, 
is a bigger circle with the Minnesota M in the middle of it, and then AR. All right, now. Rest, rest or. Rest or. How does that go along with row the boat? You're, resting, you're resting your, your oars, oars when you've, you've stopped rowing, rowing the, boat. the boat. So your never give up team mantra is now kind of canceled out by the rest or. Yeah. <laughs> So then below that, the rest – so then it says in the in the graphic I'm, re, I'm looking at, tweeted out by Minnesota Football, it says restores, and then the number 116 next to it. So they're saying in the season of 2019, 116 things happened that hadn't happened in quite some time. Yeah. But they only listed four of them. Started the season 9-0. and That's the first time since 1904. Won a January 1st bowl game, first time since 1962. In an 11-win season, the first time since 1904. And then they finished the season ranked 10th, first time since 1962. Yeah, when they were Rose Bowl champs, and I think last time they were national champs? So they had rings rings made up. Was that in the 40s? No, that was 1962. They had rings made up of being Big Ten West co-champs, even though they weren't. The 60 was the last time. The Badgers won the Big Ten West. Then they were celebrating being 11-2, winning a bowl game that... It's okay. <laughs> Having and then finishing the season ranked tenth. Yep. Okay. Okay. And then they also have firsts on here. They had eighty-two firsts that happened over in the twenty nineteen season, but they only list four of them on here. An eight an AP top ten win in a bowl game. Won the Outback Bowl, so they have that <laughs> twice mm-hmm. essentially. Highest rank in the college football playoff poll. They were ranked eighth. In the season. Mm-hmm. And then 86 players above a 3.0 GPA. And then on the other side of the ring, they have it etched into the ring, ranked 10th in the nation. They have the recipient's last name on there. This one has Fleck on it. It's PJ Fleck's ring. But uh, to clear the air, him, the, you can't use a student's yeah, so athlete's they're ring. PJ Flex. But a lot of places usually go with either head coach or – Mascot. And then they have finally um, the Outback Bowl champs final score, which they won 31 to 24 over Auburn. And then finally they have the team semester GPA of 3.21 on there and another Outback logo. So I yeah. feel like Outback paid for this in Home Depot. Yeah, maybe. Is this not the dumbest ass thing you've ever seen? It's pretty dumb. <laughs> The, in, a, in a world of participation trophies, the, I crown, I give this the gold medal of participation trophies. Well, how many times do you actually ever wear rings like these? Um, lower class bulls? None. Never. Exactly. <laughs> That's just sitting on a mantle somewhere. I think the only type of rings that I would ever wear personally would be like a Super Bowl ring or a World Series ring or something yeah. to that caliber. If you're a college player, like a national championship Champion. ring, mm. a Rose Bowl ring. Yeah, it has to mean something. Out bowl, Outback like I said, bowl. Iowa goes to that almost every year. Dude, they have they say right here under the Big Ten West Division co-champs. They didn't play in the Big Ten championship game. The Badgers won the West. Yeah, won it, won it by the right there. Breaker. How do you wear that if you're a player? How do you wear that with a serious face? Uh, how do you how do you even let it? How does it not burn your skin when you put it on? Well, you are talking about a school that's been so irrelevant for so long. Um. Uh, that really they've lost an identity. They and they t- picked up PJ Flex, terrible car used car well, salesman identity. I mean, no offense to used car salesman. You're you have no idea what it's like to be a champion. So you take 
a the mantra of a guy who thinks he knows what it is to be a champion. And to be a champion is to fake it until you make it in this guy's like <laughs> real eyes. And he is faking it as hard as he can right My now. My God, is he ever. Turn it on and rip the knob off. The Wiz kids had won it. Bobby Thompson had done it. And Yogi read the comics all the while. Oh, it's back, baby. Rock and roll was being born. Marijuana, we would scorn. So down on the corner, marijuana, the we would scorn. What the hell? We're talking baseball. It's back, Nelly. Talking baseball tonight. The man and Bobby Fella. The yes. The barber and the nuke. We can finally say after 133 days. 133 days we waited for no major sports in America. We finally got it back, folks. Tonight, 6.08 is the first pitch from Washington as the Nats take on the Yankees. Yeah, Garrett Cole versus Max Scherzer. That's a that's a pretty decent little matchup, isn't it? And then you got Dr. Fauci versus Air. <laughs> Dr. Fauci versus Gravity. Yeah, Dr. Fauci versus Gravity. Because Fauci's throwing out the first pitch before, you know, Garrett Cole takes the mound. But Rowdy. I think technically it would be Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer, my my apologies, takes the mound. But Rowdy, we have the bet. Will Dr. Fauci get the ball without skipping it on the ground to home plate? I'm saying no. I'm saying that thing hits the ground before it even gets to the catcher. Yeah, and then we had a nice little 20-minute segment of all the different prop bets that potentially could happen. Yeah, will Fauci be wearing a mask? Will he be on the rubber? Will he be on the rubber throwing the ball? I think Fauci has to wear a mask. He'll be wearing a mask. The optics, if he don't, are just insane. He won't be on the rubber because he's got a noodle arm, and he won't make the baseball to the catcher because what I just said, he's got a noodle arm. You look at the guy. There's no offense to the Fauci or anything. It's just when you look at him, though, you're like, dude, this guy's got a noodle arm. Look, look at him. The, normally, guy, the guy's, the guy's you, got a noodle arm. Normally when you say no offense, you're about to offend. <laughs> well, he's got a noodle. I mean, he's not. his job isn't to, you know, pitch. You look at the guy, he's got a noodle arm. He's got a noodle arm. He's definitely in front of the, the rubber. Definitely. He's definitely throwing it in the dirt and it's not getting to the home plate. Definitely. And he's going all out. No mask. Nelson says no mask. I'm saying there's no way that he ever does that. We have a bet on it. He's got to wear the mask. But then after that, then you have at 608. You got Yankees, Nationals to kick off the season. And then later that night, you're going to have the Giants taking on the Dodgers at 908. But tomorrow, that's when the Brewers get underway. Brewers, Cubs, 610, Miller South, a.k.a. Wrigley Field. As you got Brandon Woodruff trotting out there to step on the rubber versus Kyle Hendricks. And, yeah, I'm excited, Nelly. So I have the Twitter poll right now. And you can uh, tell me how excited you are or not excited at 608-321-1670. Twitter is at Zone Madison. Twitch.tv. You can come in and uh, watch us two handsome lads talk sports. Listen to us. Interact that way as well. Twitch.tv. Search my name. Ebo says. Hit that follow button. And booyashika. You got us. All right, so Rowdy, how excited are you? I have four options on Twitter. That baseball's back. It's, oh, I'm excited. Second option is, yeah, I'll tune in. Third option is, yeah, I'm indifferent. And then the last option is, man, they lost me months ago. I don't even care. You were said you were you said you were in between two. 
Yeah, if, since we're voting today, I'm going to go with I'll tune in. Just because it's it's not Brewers? Yeah, and I told you the lead-up for me hasn't been the same as a normal season, obviously. But normally in February, you start to kind of get that itch for baseball again. Oh, yeah. And then you start tuning into the spring training games because they obviously they'll broadcast some of them or you check the box scores. Yep. It's kind of hard to do that when they're just playing scrimmages against each other. <laughs> and then when your internet doesn't cooperate it's not fast enough yeah your internet you're sucks. watching you know pitches here and there other than when you get that nice clear stream nothing better than a nice clear stream it means you're hydrated you know oh you're talking about the, the internet yes 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 and then when you don't have ss fsn wisconsin yeah they're really jobbing you dude and anyone it's that been has a year dish, has, i thought it, it like never it's been like longer those, than those like arguments never last that long You'd think they'd be able to get both their heads firmly out of their own asses. You know what else they just took off not too long ago, too? What? NFL Network. Did they? Yep. See, I don't have Dish or Sling. I got I got Hulu Sports. I got Hulu Live Sports, baby, and it is a thing of beauty. Last night, I was rocking it. Brewers, White Sox, Exhibition. It was crushing it, dude. Speaking of crushing it, four dingers last night. Started with Keston Hira. Then Christian Yelich finally got off the slide schneid, if you will. He hit one oppo taco out of the park. And then Ben Gamble hit one so hard out of the park. The dude caught it. The outfielder caught it. But the ball and the guy colliding with the wall knocked his glove off and sent it over the wall. And it was a home run for Ben Gamble. And then in the ninth, he had Orlando Arcia knocking one out of the park, too. It was cool to see. Yeah, so I like I said, I'll tune in. That's what I voted for right now. But tomorrow, when I have a Brewers plus 115 ticket in my hand with Woodruff on the mound, Woody. I'll be excited, especially because it's a Friday, too. Yeah. We have a question on Twitch. New knows Nelson says, Nelson, why don't you just change providers? Nelly doesn't get much out there, though. You only have one or two options, right? One's dish and one's charter, right? Yeah, one's dish, one's charter. Plus, the family's had dish for a long time. Not really my decision. They're a dish family. They're a dish. I'm telling uh and your internet's not fast enough to And the do, internet's yeah. not fast enough for any of the YouTube TVs, the Hulu Hulu sports where you have to stream it. We need to get Dunkirk a little faster internet out there. Who do we got to talk to? Who's like the king of Dunkirk? Was well, it you? <laughs> well, the thing is you you only get so I think there's only like two options for internet providers. So even the internet providers oh, are limited. Busted. Unbelievable. And then if you yeah, obviously if you want higher speed out in that area, gonna pay an arm and a leg for you it. You can pay out the ass. Yeah, that stinks, dude. It's not like you really can go to a bar because then Dunkirk technically in like Dane County. It is in Dane County. You couldn't just skirt out the Rock County though? A little slice of God's County? The Rock. I was at I I I boated by Anchor in the other day over the weekend. I mean I could, but doesn't that just kind of get annoying if you have to go out every single time just yeah, to watch it? Yeah, then it gets expensive too. I feel you. Another big positive last night Bob Euchre, back at it, just crushing it. I love me some Bob Euchre. Bob Euchre had some stories. People were like, man, I don't – you just got to chill out chill out with the stories a little bit. He, how about you call the game? I say, no, no, let you talk. All against the backboard here at Guaranteed Rate Field. No, I'm broadcasting with a mask. <laughs> Couldn't tell. The mask looks good on you. Yeah, but I'm taking it off. It's okay. better. I, Hell yeah, Yuke. I think the people appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> now we're uh, we're going with the rules and regulations. 
Rodon deals again down low and inside. A breaking ball missed. Look One and it. two. You can yeah, talk to talk. The plexiglass and the monitors and a barrier between where we sit and where Kent is in the back row. And yeah. between you and I, we've got some plexiglass in between the two. I, uh, and I know I called you and told you about this, but I'm wearing plastic wrap to keep the nut down a little bit. <laughs> a little less expensive. Sure. I just wrap myself with this stuff. Breaking ball again down low and inside. Two balls and two strikes. See, I couldn't tell. I thought you just had some lotion no, on but that's, no. that's 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 plastic wrap. This had summer sausage on it an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what that is. Okay. Euchre's <laughs> a legend, man. Euchre freaking rules. If you don't like Euchre, there's something wrong with you. But Rowdy, nice to have Euchre uh, at his fiftieth season. His 50th season getting after it in the booth, calling Brewers games, and uh, it's just nice to have that legend out there. 86 years old, and he said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to do it as long as I can do it, COVID-19 or not. you gotta, you got to give him a credit for a little gumption there of getting out there 86 years old saying, bring it on, baby. Oh, I, th- I figure, especially at that age with the, the COVID going on too, mm-hmm. you got to ask yourself, what else would I be doing? And like the majority of everyone else, Nothing. Either get busy living or you get busy dying, Rowdy. And Euchre's like, I'm going to be L-I-V-I-N, living. Good for you, Euchre. Also, good stuff last night. Adrian Hauser on the mound, balling. Four and two-third innings of work. Big righty. Just gave up one run on two hits, struck out five, including the reigning MLB batting champ, Tim Anderson. He got him the whiff, not once, but twice. And uh, Hauser is going to get the ball for the first game of a three-game set against the Pirates on Monday. So who's it going to be? It's going to be Woodruff on tomorrow. Corbin so, Burns on Saturday. So Woodruff, Hendricks, Friday, tomorrow. Corbin Burns. Versus U Darvish. Versus U Darvish Saturday. And then I think it is Freddie Peralta versus Tyler Chatwood on Sunday. And what happened to Lester? Is he the fourth then? Is he going to get... What that's what what happened to Lester? He's like fourth then, fifth on the rotation. I don't understand that. And then, well, whatever. I don't really care about the Cubs. Brewers are going to just house them Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I'm calling the sweep already, baby. That's how pumped up I am. If the Brewers sweep the Cubs, you think Dave Monona tunes into another game? Because <laughs> remember, he's got that uh, bet, bet with, with Becker. Becker head-to-head wins. Brewers versus Cubs. They'll have what ten games against each other. Yeah, but the don't the freaking stupid Cubs get. They get the Brewers seven times at Wrigley, right? And then I think the Cubs only come for one three-game set in Miller Park. They do, but do you remember where game 163 was played? That was at Miller South, a.k.a. Wrigley Field. They couldn't win that one. Remind everyone what happened, Rowdy. Oh, the Brewers won won the game, won the division. Game 163. Yeah, and the Cubs lost that one, right, at Wrigley? They did. (laughs) You think – could you imagine, though (laughs) – if you get 10 games against a team. <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing at the Cubs. You get 10 games against a team. Uh-huh. Brewers come out and sweep them. First three games of the season. Mm-hmm. You now just have seven games left. Dude, that'd be pretty badass. Dave's bet wouldn't be looking too good. Here, I hope I hope Dave and Al Cubs fans out there listening. Here's what I was just laughing at. One and two on Rizzo. <laughs> Everybody on their feet here. Hater ready again. Yes. Here it is. Swinging fly ball in the right center. Broxton is there. And they're the champion. 
<laughs> Miller South! Miller South! They have done it! Miller South, Nelly! <laughs> yeah, and all that uh, crowd noise, that was real. Perfect. That was real that crowd was real noise. Crowd noise. And that, that was, was real. Milwaukee Brewer fans at Wrigley. Yeah, Miller South. Because I remember we watched that game here. Oh, yeah. And Is that when we were going to hug each other, but then we like half-assed it? Yeah, it was the weird, awkward Like, embrace. I'm a hugger, you're not a hugger. Brewers win 163rd game for the division, beating the Scrubs. I get up, try to give Nelson a big bear hug. Nelson goes for a high five. It's one of those awkward, like, just ended up in like a back tap. But when we were watching it, if you remember, there were a lot of Brewer fans at that game. Oh, yeah, there's a ton of them. Because normally, what do we what do we hear about every single time it's Cubs Brewers, especially when it's at Miller Park? It's oh, filled with the, Cubs fans. Oh, the knuckle draggers come up, yeah. Well, that game one sixty three had a ton of Brewer fans, and that's all you could hear at the end there. Mm-hmm. God, it what a kind of feels good to give uh, the Cubs a little taste of their own medicine, right? Boy, does it ever! I cannot wait for tomorrow. Woody on the mound opposite of Hendricks. It's going to be just pain. Brewers four home runs last night against the White Sox. Hauser looking good. Everyone was looking pretty damn good, to be honest with you. Very excited. Baseball is back, baby. It does kick off tonight. Nats, Yankees, and then later on you have Dodgers taking on the Giants. So that'll be cool. I'm very excited. And right now leading in our Twitter poll is uh, you have four options of how excited you are. Oh, it's, oh, I'm excited. The second option is, yeah, I'll tune in. Third option is, yeah, I'm indifferent. And the last one, they lost me months ago. Right now. Oh, I am excited is 46%. I'll tune in at 31. I'm indifferent 12. And there are is a small faction of people out there, almost 10%, saying they lost me months ago. Listen, we, they almost lost us months ago, but then I came to my senses and said, okay, let's understand the optics a little bit. Yes, there's a worldwide pandemic going on. Were the prima donnas, the millionaires and billionaires bitching at each other? Did it get under my skin and everyone else's skin? Sure. But what do we need desperately right now? Sports. What do we have back right now? Sports. Tonight. Let's get it on, baby. Led Zeppelin, I got to welcome in Rob Reichel to some Zepp. We got to get the lead out, Robbie. Hey, man, if you're going to make a switch, that's, that, that, that's a terrific switch to make it to in general. Hey, If we're, we're going to go from uh, Pearl Jam to Led Zeppelin, you're not going to get any complaints from me and... Probably not many of your listeners. Robbie, we'll go back to some Pearl Jam. I just was I was just feeling the Led Zeppelin today, man. I've been listening, I'm a jamming classic rock lately, and Zepp is like the creme de la creme for me. Yeah, I keep going down these rabbit holes too here, Evo, in in COVID and it kind of bouncing from band to band for like a month at a time. I was on a I was on a big early U two kick for a while and I had Zeppelin rolling for a while in there too and yeah, good good stuff. That's that, that, that's a good way to get through this COVID. Mm, gets, gets the juices flowing, just like baseball being back, Robbie. But instead of baseball, let's talk about football. We have now Mark Murphy, Packers president and CEO, coming out and saying if there are fans indeed in the stands, ten to 12,000 fans at Lambeau, what do you think that's going to look like and sound like at uh, that historic, just beautiful God Stadium, if you will? And masks, which I'm sure a lot of the people in general aren't going to like and appreciate evil, that will be mandated across the league inside the NFL. Um, hey, here's what I keep telling people, evil. It beats watching reruns and <laughs> games from 20, 2013, from 2004, from 1987, doesn't it? Um, it it's it, it's going to be, you know, the small sacrifice 
that that is paid in 2020 that you can't walk into a stadium. And, and even on top of it, I mean, people have been polled here. The overwhelming majority of people don't want to go back to the stadium this year anyhow. So um, is it going to be a, an adjustment to change for the players? Obviously. It's, it's, going to be, we're, it's going to be extremely weird now to watch watch the Brewers Friday night in an empty stadium down there playing the Cubs. It's going to be remarkably weird here watching the Bucks play out their season over you know the next few months if if they're fortunate enough to get a season in with with no fans in the stands and you know I, I think that ten to twelve thousand is probably optimistic Evo at the end of the day um, for Murphy to say that and I think Barry Alvarez and his people will probably you know find something real similar it has to be done to Camp Randall if if they're going to have football here in the mm-hmm. in the next handful of months so it, it, again Evo it's, it's the world we're living in in 2020 everyone's going to take huge revenue hits there, there's going to be. Um, probably a 10-year period for a lot of these departments and, and pro football teams and, and unions and players and stuff like that to ever recoup the kind of money that's going to be lost here in 2020. Um, everyone's hopeful it can be back to semi-normal by 2021, and you look back and 2020 was a blip. But, but for these, you know, for this particular football season, uh, the abbreviated baseball season, Evo, what, what we're going to find here in the NFL or in the uh, NBA, it, it, it's just the way they have to conduct business. To, to get their games in, and um, you know, I, I don't think I think the average guy sitting on his couch eating a ham sandwich and drinking a Miller Light isn't going to care that much at the end of the day because he has live sports back, and and that should make him pretty happy. And he's got a ham sandwich and a cold beer. Hell yeah, that's what I'm talking about, Robbie. Uh, it's a good Thursday night, Evo. <laughs> Thirsty Thursday coming up. So, Robbie, <laughs> Nelly, and I were uh, Nelson crunched some numbers yesterday. So the Players Association kind of won their. A grievance, I would say, with the the league saying that, hey, we want to be tested every single day for COVID-19. And then you have uh, the league saying, okay, after two weeks, though, if there's a certain threshold met, then we'll do it every other day. But you were just talking about money. Nelson found the cheapest test he could find for COVID-19. What was it, Nelly? 20? $23. $23. And Nelson broke down the numbers. Tell Rob... Yeah, basically, if you just use the 80-man roster for the first two weeks and... Each player had it obviously fourteen times at twenty three dollars. For the whole league, it came to eight hundred and twenty five thousand just for those two weeks, and that's not counting player or that's not counting like trainers, coaches, all the other personnel. That's strictly just players. That's a lot of money for the cheapest test out there, Rob. Money is going to be hard to come by, I think, this year for the NFL. So we just said twenty three dollars times eighty players times fourteen days, right? Yep. Okay, and and all right, so. So let's let's see. Add all that up, right? For for and, and now you throw in the, the the team personnel as well, and the coaches and stuff like that. We're talking a little over a million dollars. Let's even say it hits two million or something like that. That's the cheapest a, test for just two weeks. Yeah, Rob, that was a twenty three dollar test. No, I, I found I, I found I get, up to two thousand dollars. Right, right. So it's probably somewhere in the middle there. Let's say a hundred bucks even, or something like that, guys. I mean, you understand the. The, the financial windfall that the NFL is and has been for for the last forty years. I mean, they, they have a license to print money, for example, <laughs> in Green Bay. Um, you know, you're talking a twenty three dollar test. That's 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 a hat at the pro shop, right? And and the average guy from Baraboo walks into the pro shop and he leaves with with four hats and three jerseys and you know um, six books and everything else Oof, he can get his small hands bank on. loan. So, he must have took out. I'm sorry. He must have took out a small bank loan before he went to that pro shop, Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've, you've been at the pro shop. You, <laughs> yeah, you watch these people shop, and it's it, it, it's honestly, um, you know, it, it, it's remarkable what what they'll leave with. And 
and you know the the, the Packers will tell people, um, you know, there, there, there's a there's a stock sale, and people will line up from right from Green Bay to Appleton to get their hands on a piece of worthless uh, worthless piece of paper. So, and 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 I know Green Bay is unique. Dallas is unique. Pittsburgh is unique. There's there's a handful of of cities in the National Football League, the, the staple cities. Uh, the Bears are unique on on some levels that that the fan base will will do whatever um, you ask them to do. I, I'm just telling you at the end of the day, guys, a couple of million dollars for this testing is is nothing to that league where where there's money coming out of every corner that that you shake. I know 2020 is going to be tricky, um, and, and and these people aren't going to make the same kind of money that they're used to. The players are trying to stretch this out now, and that, that's one of the sticking points about getting back, as you guys know. The players are trying to stretch this out over a 10-11 year period um, in terms of cap hits. Um, the players want to make sure that the losses in revenue that we're going to see here in 2020 aren't affected in the 2021 cap uh, salary cap that is spread out over about a decade. And I, I think they'll find common ground on that, guys, pretty soon. But, again, at the end of the day, the, 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 the small price for testing – um, is is very little to pay to get these people back on the field, guys. Because if they can't be back on the field, <laughs> the, the, the amount of television dollars that are going to be lost, guys, are, are going are, are to be hundreds and hundreds of times more than what we're talking about for testing. Yeah, so Robbie, let's talk about on the field then. Rob Reichel joining us right now, Forbes.com. You can follow him on Twitter as well, at Rob Reichel. Rob, you're all the way up. I can't believe, where's the time go? Number six for the most important Green Bay Packers, and I'm reading it right here. You said it just dropped today. Yeah, it just dropped, what, eight? Earlier this morning, Aaron Jones poised for a big year, huge contract. What do you expect from number 33? You know, Evo, I, I probably have him too low, first of all, on that list at number six. You know, he's probably their second or third most important player just straight up. But the reason he falls at six is because if he goes down, they have capable and quality backups. Jamal Williams can step in for three weeks and, and do a terrific job handling the ball, running the ball 15 times a game. They drafted A.J. Dillon in the second round. He'll, I'm excited to see what he can do. Um, they, they, in theory, can plug him in and be absolutely fine for a month. So Jones gets Jones gets dinged a little bit on the most important list here, just because there are so many quality reserves behind him. The guys coming evil in the top five don't have that level of quality reserves behind him. But Jones was their best offensive player last year, Evo, and it yeah. wasn't even close. He, you know, he led the league in total touchdowns. He led the league in. In rushing touchdowns, we saw what he could do in the passing game. He had 50 receptions um, and, and tore it up that way. Um, this, 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 to me, Evo, is a top eight back in the league. I don't care where these where these other people do their rankings and put people and, and stuff like that. Aaron Jones with the ball in his hand in space is is, is just ridiculously good. He's, you know, in the Alvin Kamara uh, venue of, of the league, he's the Saquon Barkley's. Um, he's up there with the Zeeks and, and people like that. So, so the tricky part, obviously, for Green Bay is going to be cap-wise. Will they be able to sign him and get him in after this season? Let, let's say Evo Jones has a year even close to what he had last year, and then the Packers would love that to happen because it probably means they're going to win double-digit football games again this year. He's making $2.1 million this year, Evo. He's probably going to make five times that <laughs> a year from now if, if he has another year where he pushes 20 touchdowns and exceeds 1,000 rushing yards and all, and all those gaudy stats. Um, the tricky part for Green Bay, and we've talked about this on the show before, yeah. is David is David Bakhtiari is up, Kenny Clark is up, 
Uh, Aaron Jones is up. Corey Lindsley is up. Kevin King is up. So you're talking five high-level starters there. And honestly, Evo, I, I think Jones falls number three in that pecking order because they don't have a left tackle and they're hard to find. Yeah. And, and they don't make those tackles like Kenny Clark real often in life, Evo. So um, it's, I, I think Aaron Jones checks in at number three, probably on Green Bay's priority list in terms of unrestricted free agents when the 2020 season is over. And um, it, it, it could be hard to get a deal done with them if, if they get back the yard killer money and if they give Kenny Clark enormous money too. They're about $33 million under the cap right now, Evo, for 2021. And, um, you know, they're going to lose a couple of those guys we mm-hmm. talked about. I, I would expect them to lose Kevin King. I would expect them to lose Corey Lindsley. Aaron Jones is going to be the tricky one to me. I, I think they'll find a way to get the left tackle and the nose tackle done. Uh, do they get the running back done as well? That, that That's going to be tricky. I think he's the key to their offense moving forward, Evo. I, I think they have to get him done. But, but again, I, I don't think it's going to be an easy negotiation at all. Yeah, I was going to ask you, I mean, you already alluded to it, but is, is Kenny Clark the most important one to get inked up, or is it David Bakhtiari? Probably flip a coin. Probably by a nose, the left tackle, Evo, just because you protect the quarterback. And um, in, in, a, in, a year, in a year or two from now, they're going to have a young quarterback under center that, you know, that, that's going to need protection more than, more than anybody. Um, and Bakhtiari did a four forty-eight, four-year $48 million deal back when he did his in, what was that, 16 range, because um, this is year four of it coming up. So he was at 12 a year then. I mean, now you look to Ebo and, and a guy like Laramie Tunzel with the Texans just went for $22 million a mm. year. That Costanzo on the Colts is 17 that Tyler Lewin on the Titans is 16 Bakhtiari probably doesn't hit tons of money, but he comes in between those guys. I, I would think Bakhtiari's going to push $20 million, even he's still only 28 um, he's got another big contract in him yet, and I, I, you know, I would think that's four for probably the better part of eighty when you're all said and done. Now they get creative with the cap, evil, and and the TV contracts come due again after the 2022 season, and the salary cap is is expected to explode again there. So they can be creative and backload a lot of money with Clark and Bakhtiari and and people like that, and I'm sure they will. That that's the way to get around some of this stuff. But um, yeah, by a nose, I guess I would say I would say Bakhtiari over Clark right now, Ebo, and then Jones three, and I don't know, probably King, and then Lindsley. I yeah. mean, it's 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 it, it's a ridiculous batch of free agents. Green Bay is going to be uh, going to be going to be faced with trying to sign in March of 2021. All right, Robbie. One last question before I let you go, man. Now uh, we follow along, obviously Forbes.com, your Packers stuff, but you also. Um, are crushing it on some of the high school stuff. And you, I saw this tweet from you last night, just a reminder that the WIAA Board of Control meets today at 9 a.m. to discuss how to proceed with fall sports, and you're going to be tweeting throughout. You said it should be interesting. What's your vibe like when it comes to you know high school sports here? Well, as everybody over there, Evo knows, Dane County, for the most part, certainly the Big 8 schools, uh, have gone virtual learning and um, – they, they will not allow kids back to the classroom and until phase three is hit in, in the governor's bounce back phase. Um, it, it looks like fall sports and the big eight evil probably aren't going to happen uh, over there. The, the Milwaukee area is similar. The rest of the state, Evo, you know, I am told by a lot of people want to have sports and they see no reason they can't do basic things. Uh, the, the very easy social distancing sports like golf, tennis, cross country, swimming. 
I, I expect those to still be full bore and full go Evo throughout most of the state. We, we could get some delays with football and volleyball and soccer. Um, I know the Madison and Milwaukee area schools that right now are going to be sitting sports out for the time being are hoping the rest of the state kind of throws them a life jacket today and, um, you know, postpones the fall sports to spring and the spring sports to summer. But that plan is messy too, Evo, because if, if you kick spring sports to summer, the average kid is going to pick his club team over his high school team. And a lot of these places aren't going to be able to field teams. A lot of the graduating seniors won't go out at all. So you're going to get a very watered down spring season if you have a spring season at all in a lot of these places. So the majority of the state doesn't want to screw with that. Um, I, I would expect, Evo, when the day is all done, that we get a delay in a few of the sports and a handful of sports are, are allowed to move forward. But it's, it's going to be a really interesting meeting coming up here at 9 o'clock. Rob, you ain't lying, dude. It's, it's 2020 is just real interesting. All right, Robbie. Well, we'll it's a keep... relentless year, isn't it, Evo? It's, it's just one it nut kick after another. Delivering Mike Tyson blows to our heads. Brutal. Here's a little what is and what should never be for you, Robbie. That, yep. is, that, that, that is a good way to finish our segment. Yeah. What is, is this year of 2020? What should never be, is this year of 2020? <laughs> Robbie, we'll follow along at your Twitter account at Rob Reichel and Forbes.com as well. We appreciate your time, man. All right, buddy. You guys, uh, you guys have a great day and a great weekend. You too, man. Take care. There he is. Rob Reichel. Good stuff there. We welcome in now our sports director, Zach Heilprin. Zach, did you hear the news? What, what's the news? Baseball's back. Baseball's back. Baseball's back. Your favorite sport is back, Heilprin. <laughs> you know what? At this point, it, they're all, all my favorite sports are 1A. I mean, all the sports are 1A. Hell yeah. It doesn't really matter. It's a sport for the most part. For the most part. And, yeah, no. But, uh, yeah, looking forward to watch the game last night. That was, uh, that was cool, wasn't it? It was. I don't know. I mean, by game 10 or 11, maybe uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's, just, let's just get to the end of the year. But, no, yeah, no, it was fun last night. And, because it was fun, we got to see a little Christian Yelich, uh, you know, break out of a summer camp, summer camp slump on what I think would have been a fly ball in most places. Nelson, you you can uh, disagree with me on that, but that uh, that was Apo Taco. That that hung up there forever. The, the pitcher said something to Yelich on when he was around in third base, like he just thought it was a pop up and it got out. But uh, and Keston Hira, jury's in on him. He can hit. No, no, I can and see your headline now. Jury's out. Hira can hit. And my guy Ben Gamble. Dude, how about that was a badass home run, wasn't it? It was. It was he knocked the dude's glove, glove off. Taking the glove with you. And then did you see Jericho on the hot corner getting that? Um, now, Jericho, right before Ed Cedar already in midseason form, sending him home when he shouldn't have sent him home. But then he, he was had an out. anchor tied to him, man. He had an anchor tied to him. Well, it's that over 30 speed. You know, you kind of lose it a little bit. And he, had a, he, he was dragging a wagon, too. Yeah. But he then made, after that, a, did you see him on this defense, though? Shit. Yeah, he made a couple of nice plays. Yeah, he was looking good. So, what's your take on the uh, on the cardboard cutouts around the park? I think it's. I mean, I don't know if the Brewers are going to have ones behind the plate. I, I think behind the plate, it actually looks okay. I think it looks just fine. Um, I know where the, the Brewers are going to have them up in the Euchre seats. I don't think they're going to have them behind the plate, but um, it looks weird with just empty seats. So I'm I'm okay with the the cardboard cutouts. I don't know if you saw the ones last night that there was like one guy bought like a hundred of them. <laughs> yeah. At, uh, uh, Why would you spend five thousand dollars on that? I guess he has FU was, money. Yeah, which is awesome. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it was cool. And then you had like some of the celebrities, like Frank the Tank was in the crowd. I wonder if he bought that or if they just put that in there. 
Yeah, Frank, um, Frank Kaminsky is a White Sox fan, though, right? He is, big White Sox fan. Yeah, I could see Frank doing that. And then he's got the Brewers there, so he gets best of both worlds. Yeah. Hmm, interesting. No, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. What do you guys? I mean, I, I'm, I think I, it's, I mean, I, you might as well do something while you're doing nothing. Right. I'm, I'm cool with the it. Crowd, the crowd noise, too. Like, I mean, I can, that's, it's a little weird in person. I think they're trying to still figure it out a little bit. They did it at Miller Park for some of the, or for the uh, Blue Gold Series. I think they're still figuring it out, but I think, look, you're trying to make it as normal as possible, and, and this is that's that's the only goal. And they're going to mess around with it, try and play around with it, try and figure it out. Now, Zach, out. I got this weird voicemail um, in my office this morning. I came and I saw my light blinking, and I checked it, and it was, this, it, it was just this, like, mopey on a dog. It was kind of like, tell Zach to give me a cardboard cutout. Because I got a pet area where you can buy from pets. I think it was your dog, Micah, saying he wants a cardboard cutout. <laughs> Would you spend the $50 for your pooch? Uh I'll spend your $50 for my <laughs> Rowdy already told Rookie the bad news that Rookie wasn't getting a cardboard cutout. Yeah, sorry, buddy. <laughs> I'm going to have Sydney and Gizmo. I'm, you can see Sydney and Gizmo at Miller Park sometime this year. I'll throw down the 50 bones for him. Uh, I can't wait. Uh, yeah, it's going to be good. I, know I, know, I don't, see it. don't see enough pictures of them on social media. They're so cute, aren't they? I know you're a big cat guy. All right, here. All right, <laughs> enough about baseball, Zach. I have something to ask Thank you, you about. Um, I just had to get the baseball out of the way for you. Something to ask you about. Yeah. I thought it was an Onion article yesterday from Onion Sports. RJ, show, RJ showed me this tweet. It was this Outback Bowl ring that Minnesota got made yeah. up, and on it they have the Outback Bowl trophy. They have the <laughs> Governor's Victory Bell trophy for beating Penn State. They have the logo for ESPN's College Game Day. <laughs> for the f- why you would, I have no idea why. And then the one that makes me roll my eyes the most. The Big Ten West Division Co-Champs Trophy is on their ring. Zach, what? Yeah. Here's the thing. Before I kill them for that, uh, it just should be noted that Wisconsin got rings for winning the pinstripe bowl. Just, just to put that out there. N- I uh, never even saw them. Yes, they did. Because no one made a big deal out of it. Minnesota, on their hand, has made a huge deal out of it. They put out a... Um, breakdown like they put out a tweet after oh, yeah. the picture of the, of the ring a breakdown of what everything meant and you know if it's just the outback bowl okay i you know what that's fine it's a new year's day bowl game you you bounce back you went what 11 and 2 whatever it was that's great they have that on the ring by the way 11 and 2 right and roll the boat um <laughs> there, there are more cliches on that ring than in the entire world put together that that is just, i mean any acronyms to go along with it but no, he. Uh, I get the outback bowl. Okay, that's fine. Wisconsin, Wisconsin does the same thing. But to put college game day Ugh. on there, like what the heck was that? Uh, that that one makes zero sense to me. You you put college game day there. The day was, I'm sure, great. But you played a game later that day, <laughs> and you got the crap beat out of you <laughs> later that day by your rival, who then stormed, took you know, took the axe back, cut down both your goalposts, rolled the boat on your on the midfield uh, logo. <laughs> And you're going to be happy about college game day and put it on a ring because it was such a memorable day. Mm. And, you know, and then you put the coach. Here's the thing about the coach championships. They do actually get a trophy for that. No, stop so, it. Yeah, they, they got a trophy for that. Zach, it's okay, let me, let me ask you. You're a very smart guy, and you were there. When, when, no one considers no one. When no Ohio one. State, okay, when Ohio State was in the Big Ten championship game, was it a mixed squad of Wisconsin and Minnesota taking on Ohio State, or was it just it was Wisconsin? Not. It was not. Doesn't, it was just Wisconsin. Doesn't the, the two people who meet each other in the Big Ten Championship game, aren't they the winners of one wins the East and one wins the West? And then they meet to play to decide a champion, right? That is how I look at it. Nobody nobody in uh, outside of the state of Minnesota considers Minnesota a co 
Big Ten West champ. Where, where, where was know, P.J. Fleck? Anything. Was he at the game or was he sitting on his couch watching? Well, I'm sure he was up pacing back and forth about how bad and still upset that they got the crap beat on ten day, uh, seven days before that. Um, I don't get but, it. Zach, is there any chance that the Wisconsin Badgers can protest the Ohio State Big Ten Championship game and ask for co-champions since they won the first half? <laughs> That's a good question. That's a very good point. Well, maybe no, you, it's you, not going to happen because B.J. Flex not our coach. B.J. Flex not our coach, so that won't happen. Yeah, I mean, Paul Christ. <laughs> God, they, they could not be two different people. Um, I mean, there, there are no the, – the contrast between the two are just off the charts. And I'll be honest, some of the some – of like, P.J. Flex a good quote. Uh, it's an annoying quote, but it's a good quote. And, uh, like, he'll actually give you stuff, whereas Paul Christ, you know, not really going to give you a ton. Paul Christ – And know, we appreciate that. Do all the – do all the BS stuff that goes along with it, the row the boat, the, all the cliches that P.J. Fleck throws at you every other day, um, just beyond annoying. And this, this ring, oh. how gaudy it is, the college game. I mean, the college game day thing just blows the mind. <laughs> um, but, well, what's worse, hey, the Big PJ. Ten Co-Champs Trophy or the college game day? What do I think is more ridiculous? Yes. Well, they actually have, I mean, college game day goes – 14 different places every year, 15, 16 places every year. And they like got that, murdered. They got murdered. They got murdered. It was, a horrible, it was a horrible day outside of that two-hour period. It was three-hour period, however long the show is. Yeah. They, they, they it just was got, a horrible day otherwise. They got owned. Yes. It wasn't close. Oh, I just – making fun of P.J. Fleck, just is, it's just almost too easy. It's like it's, – it's, it's too easy, Zach. Well, this is a Wisconsin, Wisconsin fan, actually, growing up. Oh, don't even associate. Uh, uh, he needs to go. Any Wisconsin gear he's ever had, he needs to go burn it. He does not deserve Here, that. Here's the thing. Here, here's here's what I'm hoping for is they do well again this year and someone comes calling and takes them away because I don't know the annoyance level of P.J. Fleck is just off the charts. It's nauseating. It has, and it has nothing to do with whether they have success or not. It's just it's him. Just him. All right, Zach Heilpern, our sports director, joining us right now. I just – I still think this is an Onion article, but it's real, right? Like, this is real, right? So real. Oh, my God. So real. Oh, Jesus. All right, Zach. <laughs> Anyways, what's it looking like for college football this year? Is Wisconsin having um, – what were we talking about a little bit in the office the other day about Wisconsin, and you had put a request in for something? What was that again? So the when the NCAA, they put together a preseason plan yeah. that would have mandatory workouts starting July uh, 12th for Wisconsin, and then – they could start doing on-field work July 23rd and then open fall camp August 6th. Well, when the Big Ten uh, went to their conference-only schedule, they also said those, volu- those workouts remain voluntary. Uh, but now Wisconsin would be able to hit the field tomorrow for on-field workouts, full-team workouts, uh, walkthroughs, I should say, um, but they're not doing it. Uh, they're going to wait until Monday, and it's not going to be a full-team workout because they can't have that many people together in one place in Dane County currently. So it's going to be smaller groups doing on-field activities, you know, football on-field activities, but it's not going to be the full team uh, walkthroughs that, with a football that they were supposed to be able to do. That was going to kind of be a ramp up these next two weeks up into fall camp. And yeah. so, um, and who knows? I, I, look, I think it's going to be, I think it's probably unlikely that they actually do start fall camp, at, you know, as we've seen it before on August 6th, you know, where the full team is together, because I don't think, Dane County is going to, going to uh, raise their, you know, uh, going to the next phase of reopening. Mm-hmm. So, um, but right now, yeah, I mean, Wisconsin is going to be in smaller groups on the field, but it's not going to be anywhere close to what they, 
what they were hoping for. Man. All right, well, let's move it forward to uh, the professional ranks then, the NFL. Mark Murphy, president and CEO, comes out to say that if there are fans, there's going to be ten to 12,000 fans. Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, it's, would you, it's, would yeah. you guys go to a game? Yes, in a heartbeat. You tickets? Yeah, immediately. Nelson, would you go? I would go to. I would go to, pay, like, what, the, if you didn't have to pay, what if you had to pay for them, though? Yes. Really? I would go. Mm. Uh, there's I feel like, spe- I feel like tickets can be off, off the charts, like, expensive. If, if oh, if it was expensive, like, uh, I would have a price point cutoff for uh, sure. Normal normal price, no, you know, 14-day quarantine, yeah, I'm there. What about you? Yeah. I would never pay to go to a football game again. <laughs> well, but, I mean, you get um, the press credentials. <laughs> but I, I, that's the thing. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't think they're going to even have, um, you know, they're going to probably cut the media down to a, a certain select few. So, um, but yeah. no, the the game, the game itself, ten thousand, twelve thousand people, it'll be, I don't know, kind of surreal. But again, I don't think they're going to end up having fans at all. So yeah, same. Um, What's a, so? Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking of like ten to twelve thousand fans. Like this is going to be the first time Maybe. since the late '40s or early '50s, whatever it was, since Lambeau Field hasn't been sold out. You know. So when you're looking yeah. at a Lambeau Field that's ten to twelve thousand fans, obviously the Packers rely on their fans. Momentum's a real thing in my opinion, and the fans definitely help along with the momentum um, to a degree. If there's ten to twelve thousand fans in there, it's going to be looking a lot different, Zach. What is this? It is. Have you ever been to a game, covering a game, or been to a game where it's been basically an empty stadium? Have you ever been to one yourself? I've been to Northwestern quite a few times. Been to Illinois quite a few times. Um, uh, Northwestern game at 11 a.m. or an Illinois game at 11 a.m. or a Purdue game at 11 a.m. They're uh, it, it's uh, sparse, sparse attendance at least uh, initially, and most people that are at those games end up being Wisconsin fans. Um, but pro game, no, nowhere close. But I'll say this: like I don't think it's going to necessarily be a horrible, horrible thing for the Packers because they have to go on some t- unless they unless they allow teams to pump in crowd noise which, you know, Minnesota used to do anyways, even <laughs> when it had a crowd in there, you know, put speakers behind the bench. Unless they do that, this is, I think it's actually going to be a benefit for the Packers. I think the road games at New Orleans, the road games at Minnesota, become a lot more manageable for them because the crowd is not going to be there. For a majority of the, uh, majority of the crowd is not going to be there. So, I don't know, man. I, I, it's going to suck that you're not going to have a full stadium at Lambeau Field, but I think it's not going to be a benefit for them away. Because do you think Lambeau Field's a loud environment? To play in, like I, I, I don't view it as one of the loudest. No, places no. Play. I mean, there's a lot of boomers in there too, but even that, it's, it's not the loudest. I think no. it could be at times, but not. Well, dude, it was quiet so much that they tried flashing the lights on and off last year. They yeah, tried, they tried all kinds of gimmicks to get people to be loud. So it's, yeah, it really isn't the loudest. No, it's not. But it, again, everyone, and no offense to the boomers, they just like to sit there and kind of sit on their hands. The Packers have. It's it's a great fan base. It's a huge fan base. It's yeah. just not necessarily it's not the, the loudest stadium. Yeah, it, it isn't. But um, so having to go to those places and potentially not have to face a crowd, I think that's a benefit to Green Bay. Yeah, yeah. Zach Halperin, our it's sports director, joining us. Yeah, it's a trade off. Zach Halperin, our sports director, joining us right now. And you know, Zach, it's have you heard? I'll just go back to college football really quick. Have you heard anything when it comes to fans of the stands for uh, Wisconsin? We're still saying Wisconsin's going to play this year. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll go into that, guys, because you know I'll go, be the captain of hope. Yet. I'll be the captain of hope right now. Okay. All right. No, um, we haven't, but I, it's going to be significantly reduced capacity, um, and if if it happens at all, 
and I, I think they're going to have to make a decision here by the end of the month, you would think. Um, Wisconsin's supposed to open the season September 4th. We still don't have the revised Big Ten schedule. Mm-hmm. That's going to be all, you know, 10 Big Ten games and what that's all going to look like. And Until we have that, I don't know that we'll have any kind of idea of what the crowds, if any, will be allowed in. I can, I can see where certain campuses are going to have, student, have uh, fans in the stands, like Penn State, um, and uh, potentially Ohio, like they're they're going to allow fans in, and, and there's going to be other places that aren't. Um, you know, Nebraska is going to probably allow fans in. Um, so it's going to be that's going to be kind of a up and down in terms of fairness there. Um, but no, I don't. I have we have no clue and one I, way or the other. And then not I saw you. Pretty, in, yeah, I'm sorry. I, was, I saw you retweet an article though, um, saying that uh, what is this from Madison.com? Should it get to the point that a full cancellation of the football season? Happens, it would cost the Badgers more than one hundred million dollars in revenue. Yeah, hundred million in, in revenue, yeah. not necessarily coming out of their pocket. It's money that they would be making. Um, obviously, they would have to make cuts otherwise to uh, other places to to mitigate that hundred million. But you can only make so many cuts, right? Right. You can only you can only do so many things. And even if they play this shortened schedule, I think uh, uh, the article there said it was going to be sixty to seven million, sixty to seventy million dollars in lost revenue. So. Because it's not wow. going to be a full stadium, no. and I mean the biggest thing is the TV money. That's that's why you want to play the games. I don't know what you guys think about a spring schedule. Would you be? God. I, mean, I want football no matter what. Same, and but who takes the hit? Someone's got to have to take a hit. Someone has to. Is it going to be a spring sport? What if you're what if you're a fall athlete and you're spring stuff? Like, what do you do then? You well, again, the spring sports got killed this past year. Um, so are they going to get killed again? Like, someone has to take a hit. What do, you, I mean, what do you mean by take a hit? You don't mean you can't play. Well, with like if you have dual time? athletes, like I'm, I guess I'm thinking more of like, high, like I'm thinking more of high school. If you're I guess. High school. Are you talking yeah. high school or college? Yeah, he's talking more I'm, college. If you're talking college, I think they could easily do that because they're going to put the money sports first, right? And they would still make their money, and obviously they wouldn't lose as much. But yeah. in high school, but high I feel school, like, you're screwed. Yeah, yeah, high, yeah, definitely high school is. I mean, what do you? The fall sports get pushed to. Uh, to the spring, I mean, the winter sports stay in the winter. Is that how it is? And yeah. then the spring sports go into the summer. I guess when I, mean, I, I say that, someone has to take be... a hit, it's going to be someone. In, it's the high school ranks in college. They could figure it out. Yeah. High school, though, you're, someone's someone's, yeah, gonna, no, someone's getting screwed. Yeah, with dual at like say you play football and baseball, or uh, excuse me, uh, no, yeah, no, I think you'd actually be able to do it because if they, if they push them to summer, you can play in the summer. But what it is, it's going to be a lot of kids leave for school. Like a lot of kids in, in recruiting wise, a lot of kids you know graduating early. You know, you're going to miss their football season if it gets pushed back uh, because they're leaving early for school. There's a lot of early enrollees around the country. Uh, Wisconsin has, I think, six or seven in their 2021 class that would be coming in early that if their season get pushed into the winter, they won't, be, they won't have a season. Well, what about that quarterback that the Badgers cr- recruited out of California? Because California's canceled everything. What, what did he say he's going to do? He said he's going to stick around because, well, he wasn't, he wasn't planning to enroll early. So he was going to stick. I mean, he was going to be there until May anyway, so he's sticking around. The thing about him, though, is this week he got an offer from UCLA, and it's uh, apparently his dream school, and so we'll see if he sticks with Wisconsin or not. But he is going really? to play his senior season in uh, in California whenever that is because they, I think he got pushed back to December or January, uh, or I should say postponed to this point, um, and we'll see if they have everything under control by then, whether they're going to be able to play it or not. But, wow. Um, yeah, it's so much up in the air, and I feel horrible for high school kids because obviously, Emo, you, you're still living off of your uh, senior year of soccer. No, and, don't confuse uh, me with Nelson. Oh yeah, <laughs> you don't mention how you got all section or you were uh, went to sectionals for all the first conference, time ever? first sectionals ever. Yeah, I mean, yeah, captain. You know, you've never scorer. mentioned that before. Never, never. 
most okay. amount of right. assists on the team. There, too. Right, exactly. So what if you didn't get? To, what, what if you didn't get to have that? No, no I, I just I mean, would. I just would have been pro in hindsight. Right, right. But it, how badly <laughs> would you? Need Freddie like, do. I just want to party in uh, cornfields harder, Zach. It was a lot of fun. Right? I would have got my bottle of Fleischmann's and my Mountain Dew. My bottle of Fleischmann's and my Mountain Dew. Yeah, yeah. It's a fun memory for you. Uh, Nelson, uh, I mean, he's still living off 7th and 8th grade. But <laughs> you, your senior year in high school, you know, that, that's a special time. Senior year in high school and senior sports, it's a special time. And to not, to not only, you know, miss... I mean, you're not the seniors from last year didn't have like school for the last two months of their senior year, and those those are some of the best times because you don't really have to do anything. You're just you're just you are just yeah. partying all the time. You just go so, push around some freshmen and you make them clear your trays at lunch and you go play sports and you beast out. Yeah, and then you party in fields. Anyways, right. other than Dodgeville. Yeah, exactly. I don't know exactly. what you guys did at Middleton. I don't know where you partied there, but I partied in cornfields. You'd wake up, bottle of you know, passed out in a field somewhere. Like how did I get here? The people at Middleton party so hard sometimes you cry on a couch. <laughs> Hey, speaking of memory, Zach. I think it should I'd just be noted before that, that someone insinuating that that was me. Uh, <laughs> it was not me. Yes, it, it wasn't was Zach crying right? on the couch. No, it was not Nelson, you. Nelson, right? Yep, that was not you. Someone else. Okay, all right. And Zach, speaking of uh, memories, I'm playing the song that uh, started me singing nonstop in the studio that you said I had the voice of an angel over. So you're welcome. I can't hear it. I'll turn it up for you. You want me to sing it for you? No, I'm sure when I see you later, you'll be still singing it. Either that or my, what is it? Baby I got back my baby ribs. back, baby back, yeah, baby chilies, baby back ribs. Just give me a barbecue <laughs> sauce. I'll let you go. Just say barbecue sauce. <laughs> say it. Good work, man. Say Good it. work. Say uh, it. Your, your voice, you do have say a it. voice of an angel. Say it. Barbecue sauce. Say it. Mm-hmm. Barbecue sauce. My man. See you, Zach. Right. <laughs> I liked how he had to clarify it wasn't him. It was not him crying on the couch. It was somebody else that we know. Yeah, I played this song when Zach, when you were out with your nose surgery, Rowdy, getting your rhinoplasty. I played this song. I like to sing. Like, I'm a songbird. I like to sing. I'm not good at singing, but I like to sing. The chorus of this song is stuck in my head. I sang it like three or four times and on the, during commercial break when we weren't on air. And then finally, Zach looked at me and goes, will you shut the hell up? The most serious I've ever seen him. He, like, blew up at me that I kept singing the song. So this is for you, Zach. Breaking Benjamin, Skin. I'll sing it for you when you come in in the office. <laughs> <laughs>